Yo people, welcome to Conversations with Kenji. I'm Kenji Gori, professional footballer, mindset coach and founder of On The Ball. This podcast provides a platform for those in the football world to share their stories, perspectives and life on and off the pitch. Welcome back to Conversations with Kenji. Today we are joined with Matty Grimes. I played with Matty together at Swansea and now I'm so happy to just be able to share a conversation with you now and, and let the listeners hear it, bro. Welcome to the show, bro. Thank you for having me, mate. Thank you. Love it, bro. It literally feels like yesterday when like, we were playing together. Oh, and man. now to just see you be captain and be a vital part of the team and enjoying yourself as well. Like, it's so sick to see, bro. I know. It's, well, it's been a mad journey, to be honest. Um, since, obviously, we last played together. Um, and yeah, it's kind of like, it's one of those things in football, you, you know, you take like season by season, and just kind of roll with things. And it's until you stop and like have a look back and think how far you've come, it's like, whoa. It's, uh, it's yeah. So kind of just doing what I love to do, playing ball every day. Um, and yeah, just yeah, enjoying it's so it. sick, mate. It is so sick. Like, even when I look back at the time that we were together and stuff and I'm like, you know, you, you see that we're both trying to break into that first team, both wanting that opportunity, both like, come on, give me the opportunity, be ready, you know, like we, like you were in the first team from from when you got bought from Exeter and then I was like, like trying to break through sort of thing and it was like, we're both just wanting an opportunity, we felt that we had the qualities to do it, it was just that little break to, to get it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, and now to see you just killing it, it's, it's sick, man. It's, and, and it's well-deserved, bro, it's like you've been, and it's not been an easy journey as well, it's not been no. easy Far from it, man. Far, far from it. Yeah, man. But let's go back to when it all started, man. Like, you, you grew up in, in Exeter. Mm-hmm. And how was that experience for you? Yeah, it was good, mate. Um, I I'd, I'd started at Exeter when I was about nine or ten, I think. Um, didn't get scouted straight away. So I had a six-week trial. Mm. And they weren't sure. And then I had another six weeks. And then... But I was never... I was never that good to be honest like when I was younger there was always there was always players better than me um in the academy um and then kind of yeah took it took it year by year um ended up doing my scholarship at Exeter uh and then signed signed the pro after those two years and like I say like like with football you just just took it as it came um and then I remember I think it was the fourth or fifth game of the season we played Wimbledon at home and uh, two of the lads uh, were injured after, after. well, to be fair, I had quite a strong pre-season that month in my first year as a pro. Um, but two of the centre midfielders, starting centre midfielders, got injured. And then I was told literally like an hour and a half before the game, like, you're starting today. Like, so as an 18-year-old lad starting your first game for your boyhood club, I was like blown away a little bit. Um but like like with everything else, kind of just took it in my stride. Um, and then, yeah, never never really looked back. Ended up playing, I think it was like 37, 38 games in my break for a year at Exeter. Um, at 18? Yeah, I think I was 18. Yeah, at 18. And then um, moved to Swansea January 2015. Wow, man. That is big, bro. That's actually big. Because you know what's what I find so interesting about it? Like I, I went through the age groups at United. So like my thing is the same as yours. Like you're going through the, all the age groups and stuff like that and, and everything. And I was speaking to one of the boys the other day 
from my time at the academy. And he was saying like, I wish that I went to like, a, I, went, I came through the, the, um, the lower league clubs. So I would have then had my opportunity. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, it's like, how is that for you? Are you like, because you don't, like, we always had like the foundations, you know, like the club, United, we had top club coaches, top class facilities, everything was just spot on to the, get the foundations in place. Like, how was, how, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? I, th- I thought it actually uh, suited me better, to be honest. Um, we'd always used to go and in, in like pre-season, we'd go and play Liverpool, play United, play your Chelsea's. And I remember thinking like, wow, these boys are so, so good. Like, I'm, I'm never going to be anywhere near what, what the standard they, these are. Um, but then being at Exeter, it was, training ground was decent for, for a League Two team at the time. Um, but then, like, you just have to work for everything you've got, like one physio between 30 players. And so you, you grow up or um, get used to not having a lot. So then when you do start playing and if you do eventually move on up the leagues, then you're like a lot more appreciative of like, so when I went to Swansea, the facilities and stuff there compared to Exeter, as you can imagine, I was like, wow. like blown away by it. I couldn't, I couldn't get over how, how good it was and how, how nice uh, everything was. And even like little things like physio treatments, massages, like I've never been used to having them. So I was kind of just training and playing and just not getting any treatment because that was what I was used to. So I think that in a way, um, going from, essentially not a lot to a club that facilities wise was like spot on um stood me in real good stead it kind of humbled me um throughout my career yeah it's mad like i've got i mine is the complete opposite right like i got i got given everything at the start like at united got given everything moved to swansea and everything gets given to you again then i get the shock when i go on loan I go on yeah. to Northampton and I'm like, what the heck? Like, there's only, yeah. no, like, there's only two physios and it's like, it's like, huh? Like, you're looking around and you're like, what? I have to get 10 minutes and this guy, you know, you only yeah, get 10 yeah, yeah, yeah. rub and then yeah. that's done. But like, because you've already experienced that and you've already gone through that and it's like gone up, up, up for you and you've like gone up the level. Like, that's, I feel like that's, it's massive. Like, in my situation, for example, when I look back, I took so many things for granted. Like yeah. how I am now and what the things that I'm experiencing now in the club that I'm at, at National. Not to say that facilities aren't great, but it's like Swansea was just that a lot, a lot better. And even, yeah. even down to, and then, the, and then the level to United was a lot better than Swansea. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah it was, I think it's, e- it's easy though, isn't it? Like, because you get used to what you see and what you use every day. So it's easy to like fall into the trap of thinking this is the norm. Whereas at other clubs, like say you drop down two, three leagues to league one and two, mm. and it's not, it's a, uh, it's a bit of a culture shock. Yeah. 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 Cause, cause now I want to go back to, so you made your, you made your, so you're playing broke through at Exeter, did well playing for England on the twenties and the twenty ones, made yeah. a name for yourself. Like how was that experience playing for England? It was really good, mate. I still remember, um, being called into the manager's office at Exeter for him to tell me. It was like, because at the stage um, England were at, they weren't really kind of looking down the leagues. 
they would always take from your Chelsea, your United, who were playing like under 23s football. Um, but then it was A.D. Boothroyd who took a punt on me and uh, Christy Pym, the keeper, because we'd been playing in the league every week. Um, he thought, well, why can these lads not be on a par with with the lads that are playing 23s for uh, Prem clubs? And um, and to be fair, going there, the standard was a lot better. You can tell, like, technically the players were, were so much better. But I feel like that helped a lot because I was getting the the league experience from, from Exeter and playing for them. But then I was also seeing the quality that you had to get to uh, to be playing for, for a Premier League side, albeit in the 23s. But some of those lads were playing in cup games. They were coming off the bench to play in the Prem. So I was thinking, wow, I'm playing with these lads now. So what's to stop me getting to, to that level um, if I keep doing well for Rexa? Yeah, man, it, it, it sounds like, you know, it gave you that extra confidence. It gave you that extra boost to see like, hey, wait, I, I can handle this level. I can go to, to go and play. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I, like, even you know, like every, every footballer knows the better players that you play around, the better you feel, the better you feel how you're doing if you're thinking wow i'm in the same team as him and he's playing in the prem i must be doing something right yeah now nah, that's so true that's so true but that also like brings a certain pressure right so it's like like how was it like for you to to go into that team like these guys are coming from prem teams they have a little bit of ego they've got like a little bit about themselves and then you're coming from a league two team like how how did that feel it felt in? it felt um i think all those lads knew each other from playing against each other a lot. So it was it was difficult to come into it um, as a as a League Two player because you wouldn't want them thinking, oh, he, he plays for Exeter in League Two, like he's he's not gonna be as good as us. But I think they were very good from the fact that they respected that we were playing league football. A lot of those players at the time um, wanted to get out on loan to to get some league football. So the fact that we were doing it not not at the best level in league two it's still league football so we were um we were respected from that point of view um but then like as soon as you start training and start playing and show them that you're as good yeah. as them then then yeah you get the mutual respect so it took a little while to find my feet and stuff but once once i had there was it was no problem and they were all top lads as well so Still keeping contact with him. one of Shay was there. Oh Shay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he was there at the time, and they're all decent lads. Yeah, they're all decent lads, and they're all um, doing well for themselves now, as we speak. Yeah, man, definitely. Like even Shay's actually one of the episodes that we put that's coming out on the on the show, and his is really inspiring, also because he's been through a lot. He's uh, experienced a lot and always like, cause he was at City, like he was always that hot prospect, you know, like the best. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, as things are, look, he's still on his journey, still going for, for the top. But yeah, man, just to go back to, to, to Exeter. So then like, you're now playing weekly at Exeter, playing well, and you're making the prem move, you're making the big move. Mm. Like how was that experience for you? Um, do you know what, mate? At the time, I didn't really think too much of it. Um, but obviously, it was daunting, though. Like, if you go from a League Two dressing room 
to a Premier League dressing room and you're like surrounded by I think the first person I saw was Ash. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm seeing him, I'm seeing John Joe, Gilfie, who who I'd seen on the T V and it's like a little bit like um I wouldn't say starstruck, but it's like, wow, like this is this is the level I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Um so it took it took a little bit of getting used to. Um and it was hard work to be honest for the for the first I want to say three, four, five months because adjusting from playing League Two football, I know it's I know it's a, a decent level, but the Premier League is just a whole different kettle of fish. Mm. Um, so it, it took a lot of getting used to uh, mentally and physically as well. I put on a um, a weight gain diet by the by the physios. I had to start banging gym because I didn't do any gym at Exeter, so I was trying to physically get up to the level as well as taking it all in 19 years old, moving into a Premier League dressing room, a little bit in awe of it. Um, but no, the transition was was tough, but I felt like I, I managed it quite well. Um, and, and like you say, when you're young and you're, and you're just kind of getting on with things, you don't really think too much about it. You just get on with it and, and just roll with it. And take it day by day sort of thing. But, you know, like to go, to go back to that point of when you did move, like, because obviously you're moving to Swansea, your family's not coming with you, you're leaving your family. Like, how was it to leave them behind and actually move in on your own? Do you know what? I thought I'd be, I'd thought I'd be a lot worse than I was. I thought, like, I'm, I'm very family-orientated and very close to my mum, dad, brother. Um, but moving and, and living away from home was a lot easier than I thought it was, um, or, well, than I thought it would be. Um so yeah, from that from that side of things, and obviously Swansea being in the prem at the time, they were helping me out with all sorts, making the transition as smooth as possible. Yeah. Um, and yeah, well, it's only it's only two hours away from Exeter, so to start with, my mum and dad were coming up a lot um, to make sure that I was uh, settled in and and everything was uh, was all right. But yeah, no, from from that side of things, moving away was was not really a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember, like, I moved. So I moved to Swansea when I was eighteen. So I signed in a two-year deal, and then, like, for me, the process was like, yes, I get to move on my own. Like, I'm getting to start my life on my own. Like, I'm moving out. Like, I'm a big man now. You know what I mean? Like, that's how that was my mindset back then. I was like, I'm gonna be yeah. on my own gaff. I'm gonna be having my own things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, my own rules because my house yeah, yeah. has a lot of rules. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, I was like, I'm gonna, gonna have my own rules gonna have to cook gonna have to clean like it is a big transition for a young guy to 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 do because it's like now you have your own responsibilities that you that comes on top of having to perform every week on top of having to you know get yourselves in the team and also like when things aren't going well you don't have your family around you to just you know do up sort of thing so you know with that it was that wasn't a difficult moment for me you know like when I was going through a hard time like because I'm such a family person, like you say, and, and I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, they're not here after just having a bad game or they're not here after just having a, you know, a bad day. So, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and how I'd, was I'd say that's probably the hardest thing, isn't it? Mm. If you're having a bad day, a down day, there's no one really to turn to. Mm. Was there any specific moment where you thought, oh. Do you know what? Not really. No. Like hand on my heart, like not really. There's no, there's no time where I thought, oh, I could do with them being here. Mm. I mean, kind of just, it's all part of growing up, isn't it? Moving away, um, and um, and just dealing with it. Like all footballers have to go through it. It's probably something that's not talked about 
a lot, but you have to do it, and it, it like I say, makes you grow up very fast. You grow up, it's true, it's true, it's true, and it does turn you into a man, you know, like like we were saying before, like the responsibilities and stuff that you have to do to, to you know, to live up to it, sort of thing. But but um, just to go to your time at Swansea, you know, obviously you're playing every week at Exeter. Come to Swansea with the big boys, you know, you're walking in. It's not like you're just going to walk straight into the team. So how was that? How was that process for you? Well, I always knew. Obviously, I was never, I was never going to go straight from playing in Exeter to straight into the team at Swansea. Like you'd be a fool to think that. Um, but I knew physically I had to get to the level before I even had a chance of, of playing. So uh, Johnny Northeast was the was the sports scientist, scientist at the time. So he put me on a strict uh, training program, diet plan, um, just to like bulk up a little bit and, and man up, if you like, um, to be able to mix it and physically compete with some of the athletes you see playing in the Premier League today. Um, it's got even a step further now. If you see some of the lads playing, you just think, wow, how, how am I supposed to compete with that? Um, but no, yeah, it was... Um, it was a good transition. I, I knew that I knew that I'd have to work hard to even get my, an opportunity mm-hmm. to even get onto the bench or get a chance of of playing some minutes for the team. So I knew that it was going to be a slow process in terms of just doing everything I could um, to build my way to the point of being able to get a chance and then being ready once I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's big, man. That's big. It's just like like. You say, you know, focusing on yourself, focus on the things that you can control to, to get yourself in the best state, in the best physical state, mental state that you can be. So you are ready, ready for when your opportunity does come. Yeah, exactly. Just before we move further into this episode, I want to ask you, do you feel like you are currently getting the most out of your life? I'm not just talking on the pitch here. I believe that life is all about growing in all areas. And to guide you in your growth, I've developed the On The Ball Mindset Planner. A planner to support athletes in finding out who they really are, beyond the pitch. This planner will get you thinking ahead while staying in the present. By its life assessments, daily goal settings and journal prompts and so much more. To get yours now, go to ontheballmindset.com. The content in this planner really did change my life. And my hope is that it changes yours too. You know, it gets to also to a point where it's like, all right, you know, I want to go and play now. You know, yeah. I, remember, I remember you really wanted to play and you were frustrated at the same time, you know, like frustrated, like, when's my opportunity going to come? You know, the same as me at the time. And, and, we, and you're like, oh, what's going to happen? So you end up going then on loan to, to Blackburn. How was that experience yeah. at Blackburn for you? Perfect. To be honest, I got, I got everything that I needed to uh, out of Blackburn. It was, like you say, it was uh, at the time where I'd done all my work. I'd worked hard for six, eight months. I was ready to play. And so getting used to playing at Exeter, I was frustrated at the lack of minutes that I was having. And Swansea were going through a little bit of a of a tough time. Um, so I was playing in the cup games, but we were kind of flirting near the bottom of the um, of the table. And then, so Gary Monk, manager at the time, had a clear plan for me. He said that if I'm not getting the minutes I wanted, then I'd go on loan in January. Mm-hmm. But then... He got sacked, so it kind of slowed things up a little bit. So I ended up going on loan to Blackburn in February, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was three months playing for Blackburn in the championship. 
um, where I just needed to try and play as many minutes as I could. I felt like I was ready. I was, I was in uh, a good position. I just needed to just get out there basically. Um, and yeah. And, and Paul Lambert, who was the manager at the time, gave me my opportunity and thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I think I played 12, 13 games there, Mm -hmm. um, in the space of three months. So it was near enough every week I was playing. So it was exactly what I needed, um, to, um, not fall back in love with football, but to get that feeling like the buzz of the Saturday walking out in front of a crowd, everyone cheering. And that's, that's something you do sorely miss if you're, uh, if you're a footballer that's not playing. Nice. True. Like, like that's the worst, you know, like when you're training every day and you don't get the reward of playing, you know, it's worst the ever. worst feeling like giving you all at, every single day of the week and then looking at your boys playing and you're just not playing it's it's just, just sat there watching it's horrible so so it was so good to then get the minutes in and i felt you know like the relief of actually playing every week so then you're coming back to swansea and obviously things go that go the way they were and then you go to leeds yeah yeah so, well it was it was it was um uh that summer so i was on black uh on loan at blackburn and then that summer I went away with England 21s. Um, so obviously that gives you so much confidence. Um, so I was thinking, right, I'm in a real good position now to have a, a good season on loan at a, another championship club because I've played in the championship with Blackburn. So I know I'm good enough to play in the champ. Um, but the biggest mistake I made going to Leeds um, is I thought I've played in the champ. I'm coming from a Prem team to a champ team. Mm. I know the manager, Gary Monk at the time, I'm I'm gonna play, like I'm guaranteed to play. And that is the biggest mistake I've made in my career um to date. And hopefully such would don't make a um another one like it. Cause I just thought, well well, I I don't think I um necessarily I was a little bit naive to the size of the club that Leeds were. Mm. Um as a youngster at the time, um, I was kind of just thinking, oh, Leeds United, yeah, good club, solid club. Didn't realise how big uh, it was as a club and the fan base. Um, and I thought, oh, okay, yeah, I'm just going to come here. I'm going to play every week. I'm going to get my career going again. And, and that'll be that. And that was the biggest mistake I made. Um, just thinking that it was, it was all just going to happen. Yeah, like, I can relate so much to that. Like, even like, I remember like making my Prem debut and then going to Ardo Den Haag on loan and not playing. I was thinking the same as you, like, I'm going to go there and play. Like, mm. I'm coming from a Prem team. Like, of course, I'm going to play. Like, that was my mindset. My mindset was like, obviously, I'm going to play. Not realising then obviously, that you have to still have to prove that, you know, yeah. who, who you are. You can't just get guaranteed game time. It's like, I'm going to have to show every day that what I can do. But in my mind, I was like, I deserve to play. Like, who does he think he is for not playing? Yeah, yeah. I think, like, footballers nowadays, like, can, it, it can really affect, you know, your career. As in, like, for me, for example, looking back at that time, I really thought I was entitled to it. Like, yeah. I was like, I'm entitled to play. Like, yeah. And it's like, that's, that's like you said, like, that, is, that was a mistake for you. And, and that was such a big mistake for me to think that as well. It's, well, it's as soon as you think you've cracked it, as soon as you think that oh, I've done it, I've, I've completed football, is when you fail. Because yeah. there's always there's always someone snapping at your heels to take your shirt. There's always the next big thing coming through. 
so you can never you can never rest until obviously you get to 35 36 and, and end up retiring you've got to be on it every single day mm. and not let up but you know your t- you know your time at Leeds like was it how, how hard actually was it like was it hard mentally or was it more of the fact of like you know you're not playing or what actually was it well I killed myself at Leeds really because um obviously like I said I, I thought oh, I'm, I'm gonna play so I probably wasn't training as hard as as I needed to and then once I started not playing I was on the bench I was thinking what's going on here like why why is he not playing me but now thinking back I can see how not like fully at it I was I just presumed that because Gary Monk was the manager and he knew me from Swansea he knew what I was about and so I didn't need to prove anything so then um, Calvin Phillips and uh, Ronnie Vieira two fantastic players Um, Calvin obviously now is probably one of the best players in the championship Ronnie's uh, playing for Sampdoria Um, they were coming through at the same time so I could never if if I was playing and training a hundred percent, I'd still do believe that I would have played um, ahead of them. But I was not training a hundred percent, not playing a hundred percent. So they fully deserved to to be ahead of me in the pecking order. I and mean, it takes time to look back now and reflect on it for me to be like, yeah, okay, I, I wasn't at it. So let me not let that happen ever again. Um, but then, yeah, but by the time I'd kind of lost my place, um, it was, it, you're always fighting an uphill battle um, to try and get back into the team. And then you feel like, okay, I've had a good week's training. Maybe, like, maybe this is the weekend. No. Okay, I've had another good week's training. Maybe he's going to throw me in here again. No. And then it kind of like rolls week into week into week. And before you know it, there's 10 games left of the season. At which point I'm thinking, because we, we were pushing for the playoffs at the time. Um, well, we were in the playoffs. So I'm just, okay, I'm not playing, but let me try and do as much as I can around the club. Let me make sure the lads are in good spirits. Like I've, I can bring what I can to the table. But then it starts getting to the point where all I'm doing is training for absolutely nothing at the weekend. I'm training to do more running on a Saturday. So it's like, where do you then find the motivation to to keep training well? And it is a bit of a cliche. Like everyone says you have to work hard every day and you do. But then if you're in that position, it's so easy to to fall away to thinking, like, what's the point? Like, why, why should I give 100% in running this weekend? Because I'm not going to play in the game on Tuesday. I'm not going to play in the game next Saturday. So what is the point? So I think from from that aspect, mentally, um, it was it was the hardest season of my life. Um, and then I played in a in a cup game against Sutton. It was on TV, and that was probably my lowest point in football. Um, we got beat. I can't remember what the score was. I think it was one nil. Um, and just like the, the dogs abuse you get from from uh, everyone on, on social media and and then you start to think, wow, like, am I really that bad that I can't get in this team? And now I've played against a team that was, I can't remember what league they were in at the time, but they were way below us. 
can't even beat them. So like, where is where is my career going? What what am I going to be doing? Um, and yeah, it starts to chip away at you. Um, fell out of love with football really, and then and yeah, it was just mentally, it's made me the person I am today. So I would not change a single thing. Um, but obviously at the time it was it was very very hard. It's mad, Grimesy. Like, you know what it is? Like, every single footballer will experience this, right? Every single footballer will experience, like, the, all the ups and downs of what the football brings to your life. Like, it's, it's just, you know, how you handle the certain situations. So, like, like, wow, man. Like, how did you even overcome all that? Um, to be honest, mate, I actually don't know. I, um... I actually never said this to anyone, but well, well, when when my um, manager, when I moved from Exeter to Swansea, my manager said, like, just enjoy this. Paul Tisdale, great manager, great, great bloke. Um, he said, just enjoy this because I promise you, football is not all smooth sailing. You're going to have ups, you're going to have downs. And I remember walking out of his office thinking, is it? Like, I'm never, I'm never going to... Um, like I'm, I'm on the highest cloud nine you could possibly be on at this point, and I'm thinking I've cracked it. Like I've, I've got to move from a league two to a Premier team. So like, what, what could possibly go wrong? But then as you go through your career, you obviously experience hurdles, and Leeds being my biggest one. But then I just, I just remember at the time, like I just wanted to do anything but football, and anything but football. I was playing golf all the time um i was going out i was um just just literally anything mate anything but football and then i remember before it was a day before i went on holiday um to dubai and i just remember i was watching a, a leeds game against brighton i came on for the second half and i was watching it with my dad and i was saying dad like that is not me that's not me playing like there was balls where I should have got to it when I didn't. There was passes I should have made but I didn't. And I was just thinking, like, how have I gone from, like, Swansea, like, next big thing, doing really well, da 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 to Leeds, can't get in the team. When you do play, you're not playing to your potential. You're, you're making passes you shouldn't. You're not tackling when you should. And it was just, yeah, it was just, it was just all a whirlwind. But until I stopped at the end of the season, and then looked back, I didn't even realise. And like to be fair, now talking about it is probably um, like I don't I don't really talk about it a lot. Um, but talking about it with you and with anyone that I do talk about it with um, puts it into perspective. And as well as not being my best footballing season, it's probably the best move of my career to mould me into the person I am today. Wow, it's massive grounds you make. Like, hats off to you, bro. Like, serious. Like, even like just to 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 hear it from you and to just hear the things that you that you did to actually that you've been through. You know, like it's like when I'm relating it to to my career, it's like you know, there's so many times when I felt like I should have played and I wasn't giving it my all, and I just I was like, I was like, what's the point in working hard and what's the yeah. point in doing this if I'm not gonna play anyway? You know, like, and it's one of the biggest things that people face, you know, when they disappointments and they don't know what to do with it. 
They don't know what to do with their disappointments. And it's just so important to just continue to be who you are. And if you're, if you're that guy that is going to give it your all every day, like don't, don't let your circumstances then change who you are. Like, you, if, know. you know what I mean? Like, for example, if, if I'm, a, I'm, I'm a guy that's like out there and, and bubbly. So if I'm suddenly now not being like that because I'm not playing, like that's just weird. That's yeah. just not me. Like I have to be the same person if I'm playing, if I'm not, football's a short career. So we got to enjoy it while we still can. A hundred percent, mate. And I think everyone's got their breaking point. It's, you get to the point where you actually just think like, what is the point? But what I would say is you've got to try and make that period as long as possible. If you're, if you're trained well for one week and don't play, you can't then just be like, I'm, I can't do this because then that's like the weakest mentality. But then if you can go a year, two years, giving it your all, and then it's still not happening for you at a certain club, then maybe it's time to move on. Yeah. Um, so it's just everyone, everyone's human. Everyone's got emotions. So mm. it's, you can't say, oh, don't ever not give it 100% because some days you, you're not because you just, you, you're, not, you're not feeling it um, and you're not playing. So it's hard. But, um, but what I, yeah, what I would say is just try and make that as, as long as possible. Yeah, it really is true. Like, it's like, it's like they say, like, once you, if you're inconsistent, like, <laughs> you're going to be inconsistent yeah. on the pitch. Like, if yeah. you're inconsistent, if you're inconsistent, like, in training and you're one day you give it your, one day you don't, one week you give it your, two weeks you don't, like, you're, you're going to be like that on the pitch. And it's like, whatever, however you do one thing is how you do everything. I'm a strong yeah. believer in that. So, you know, one day then you're not going to give it your all to your marriage. You know, it's stuff like that where when your marriage gets too hard, then what, you're going to give up on your marriage? Yeah. Like it's, it's that sort of thing. It's that sort of thing where, like, life is, is, is full of battles. It's full of hurdles that you have to overcome. But it's just, who, like you say, it's who you become in the process. Like mm -hmm. the person you are right now with all the experiences that you, that you had in the football, uh, in that football sense, like it's made you the person you are today. So you wouldn't swap any of it for it. So no. whoever is going through that hard time, you know, stick at it because you will be rewarded for the hard work that you do. You will be rewarded. If this manager doesn't see it, eventually he will. But if he doesn't, the next gaffer will see it. Like, yeah. bro, like that is just how it is. Like that's just how football, football works, man. Game of opinions, right? Yeah. It and really like you say, it's so important. Like if, if you're consistent in life, everything you do, then eventually you're going to make it. Totally. There's, there's no way you can give it your all, be consistent every single day and something not go right for you. No you chance. know what's also crazy about this, Greg? Yeah? I was speaking to one of our boys about it and we were speaking about how like the guy that gives his all every single day gets his opportunity. His talent might not keep him in the team, yeah. but the guy that works hard always gets his opportunity. So imagine like with the talent that you've got, with the hard work, you, you're unstoppable. Yeah. With the mindset, like you're just unstoppable. So like, that's why, that's why it's like, it's so important how you deal with the lows because that's when the true you comes out. That's when yeah. the true self comes out. It's all nice when things are going well, it's easy to smile, it's easy to do so easy. But, but when things are wrong, are you still going to be the same guy that's smiling every day? Are you still going to be the same guy that's, that's supporting the team? Are you supporting the team when you're playing or are you supporting the team when you're on the bench? You've got to support the team regardless. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, and, and yeah. that's that's what that's what uh, I'm a strong believer in. It's just like 
I just hope that anybody listening to this that's going through this right now that really does take this on board, like really does make it into, into, into something. That's the thing. It's, it's easy for people to say, oh, just stick with it. Like, just keep giving 100%. Like, people listening to this that are going through that time now probably think, oh, yeah, well, it's easy for you to say you're not going through it anymore. Yeah. But at the time, I was going through it. So yeah. it's like people, people saying that, like some people just say, oh, just give it your all and just do everything you can. You might just like cast that aside. But if you actually deep it and think into it, like just do it for you. If you're, if you're sick of the coach, you're sick of the team, you don't want to be there anymore, just keep doing everything you can for you. Because then once you get your move and, and get an opportunity elsewhere, then that's ultimately what you're going to be judged on. No, you're so right with that, Frankie. You're so right. But, you know, the outside world can only, like, sometimes the outside world, right, can only think of us as footballers. Yeah. Obviously, we know there's, there is life outside of that as well. So, yeah. which also comes with a lot of blessings, but also comes with its own challenges. Like, is there anything significant in your life that has happened that you had to overcome? Outside of you know, nah, do you know what, mate? I've I've lived a very blessed life. Mm. I, there's there's nothing. Uh, I know people come out with stories saying, "Oh, this happened to me when I was younger. Or this happened to me," um, and that that's made me like stronger today. Um, I've had I've had nothing, mate, and I'm proud of it. My my everyone in my family is loving and supportive. Misses parents. Fam, uh, other families, just ev- everything is is very um, very good and, and like I say, very blessed. So I'm I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, that's happened, which has um, made me stronger or whatever for it. Because truth is, my family love me. I love them, and we're we're close, and everything's yeah. everything's sweet. Yeah, that is beautiful to hear, man. And that's what it is, bro. Like. Everybody, you know, has their challenges. Everybody goes through certain seasons of their life. And it's like, for you, for you, you know, you're blessed and you're looking back at your life and you're just appreciated for where you are and what you've, what you've done. And now, you know, there's no, there's no uh, coincidence why you're now Swansea captain with everything that you've, that you've done and the person that you are right now because you're a real leader. You're a real someone, someone that people can really look up to and be like, yeah, that's, that's someone that I want to be. Yeah. You know, so 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 it is. It's a massive, massive congratulations to you, bro. And bro, just continue to to do what you're doing, bro, and keep inspiring people, bro. Thank you, man. Nah, serious, bro. But with everything that you know now, what advice would you give to your younger self? <laughs> just just don't think that you've ever cracked it. Just mm-hmm. don't don't take anything for granted. Don't ever think that oh, I'm better than him. So because. Every footballer thinks they're the best. Yeah. Like if you if you're not thinking that you're the best, then <laughs> you should not be playing the game. So even even still, like there's players in my position that are playing for I don't know who, and I'm thinking I'm better than him. I could I could play for that team. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, but there's also people thinking that they're better than you. Younger players, potentially better players. So you have to just make sure that you you keep your shirt and do everything you can to to stick with it and not ever think that ah oh, I'm playing now so that's going to continue because as soon as you think that you're finished. 
Nah, you're so right, bro. You're so right. Like, just never think that you're too good for, for the level that you're playing at, you know? Like, even like, you know what's also crazy, Grandy? When you think about it, right? You think, oh, I'm way too good to be here. Like, that mindset's already wrong. Yeah, it's you know, wrong. like, yeah, that yeah. mindset is already wrong, where it's like, what have you even proved for you to say that? Like, when I yeah. went to Northampton, right, my mindset was, I'm, like, I'm way better than these guys. Like, that was my mindset, bro. I thought, I'm way too good for here. I'm going back to Swansea and everything's nice. Mm. Yeah, exactly, mate. But as soon as you, you need to put that aside, because like, <laughs> there's players that you play against, and they and they you can tell they just think they're they're too good for you. But at the time, you're sharing a pitch with them, so you have to you have to stay humble to to the level that you're at. Yeah, fair enough. You can aspire to play in the next league up or or get a move to whoever. But until you've done it, until you've proven to everyone that you're the best player on the pitch, then you've got no right to think it. Nah, I totally agree, bro. I totally agree. Thank you so much for coming on, bro. I know the listeners loved it, my guy. (laughs) No, it's all fine. I really do appreciate it, bro. Yo, it's Kenji. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I want to keep this conversation going. So please send me a DM on Instagram with any thoughts, takeaways and any questions.